welcome to tech talks with shlok everyone where we interview people who are invested in tech or are tech enthusiasts and talk about tech with them do enjoy this episode of tech talks with shlok back to tech talks with shlok everyone today we are joined by irshad so could you just give a brief introduction about yourself Hey Shlok, thanks for having me. Um, I am Ershad from Mr. Phone. I am essentially the editor-in-chief of uh, you know one of India's fastest-growing tech publications. Uh, and yes, of course, if you haven't seen my videos yet, we do make videos on YouTube, and of course, we have a website and we have an app. You can go and check all of them out. Plus, we have social presence across multiple different platforms as well. Uh, although uh, I've also worked across different publications over the years, and I have ten years of experience writing about and for technology. So, uh, for around ten years, you've been part of many companies, right? Like you've been a part of Gadget Three Hundred and Sixty, and you've been part of Ninety One Mobiles. Mm-hmm. Yes. So, the first question was related to this: is that is do you find the workplace environment to be different when you transfer from like a media group to something like a youtube channel kind of environment so uh you're talking about mr phone specifically okay so in that case see, essentially uh you know all of these all uh, all the places that i've worked for are uh, are proper you know incorporated companies and uh, you know their media organizations as such which are which take to them uh, you know uh, think of themselves as digital publications more than uh like you know something like a youtuber sort of community as such right that includes mr phone as well i mean we've never we've never uh, said that you know we are part of the influencer slash youtuber community as such we are a publication and we've always been a publication so we follow all the tenets of journalism that is required for us to do uh, content uh, although of course we have a little bit of uh, you know what we try to do with at least youtube is that we try to uh, be a little more lenient with the way uh you know you know journalism functions as such if we were to do it that way it would get very dry and boring uh but uh, the whole point is that since youtube and and the medium itself asks uh you know creators to be a little bit more uh you know for the lack of a better word dramatic we also tend to go a little bit that way on on certain occasions but most of the times it's purely based on testing and stuff and as far as 90 on mobiles or galaxy 60 is concerned the pure your uh, your they you they, those are your pure play tech publications who you know follow a certain set of rules and principles that are required to factual reporting uh, so you won't see any sort of uh, discrepancies in the kind of work that they do of course there could be mistakes or something that you can keep pointing out or you know on and off because that's that's just human tendency because humans are working but you know on most occasions there are certain uh, you know rules and set limitations in place for you to uh, you know report say for example if you're reporting a story so say for example if you're reporting a story about um, you know the launch of a particular product uh, it will go through the five principles of journalism where uh, you know it answers the question of who what when where why and how uh, so that is very important plus it will also most possibly i mean not necessarily but most possibly for also follow the inverted pyramid format where you're talking about the most imp- important information first and then you know relate down to the least one so i mean i mean uh, all of these are not genuinely followed by most uh, are not generally followed by most individual bloggers or youtubers or you know stuff like that because 
it is not necessary uh, you know they are looking at a more casual approach to content making uh, whereas uh, you know when you look at a professional approach to content making uh, it it has a certain set of rules and standards in place which you can obviously uh, you know bypass and uh, you know also uh, also that's that's what happening a lot these days but there are certain rules and you know limitations in place which sort of uh, give it us give it a proper factual reporting flavor to it so i know i shouldn't be comparing them like this but still like you work with gadget 360 you work with 91 mobile so in comparison because every place is special right means every space has something or the other which is better or which is unique about them which some other publication cannot offer right that's true yes but still uh, given the comparison where do you think that you enjoyed uh, working more like you <laughs> that's a good question or all right Okay, so are you talking only specifically about ninety one and Galaxy sixty, or across the spectrum? Across the spectrum. Okay, across the spectrum. Uh, so I worked across multiple different publications, but my first job as a tech journalist was with IDG. Uh, you know, IDG India. So IDG has multiple different tech publications, and not necessarily consumer technologies. So the consumer technology publication that I started writing for was PC World. So PC World is a magazine that used that you know exists around you know the world. Uh, and it's there in the US. It's available as I think, if I'm not mistaken, PC Mag. I'm not so sure about it, but uh, in the UK and in different formats in India as well. Of course, India it was PC World at that point of time, where they used to have a magazine uh, which used to compete with Chip and Digit, and uh, you know eventually they went to digital only with a website. So uh, I started off my work there, and I possibly enjoyed my first job the most because uh, that's when you learn the most, and uh, you know you. I had a good set of colleagues as well who. uh you know held my hand and taught me how to do reporting plus reviewing and all of that all the processes all the technical knowledge that is required and then i transitioned to ntv gadget which was excellent because there uh I learned a little bit more discipline on working and plus of course a few more test processes and the kind of processes that are required to review a smartphone even today uh at mr phone not many people know about this but we have a proper uh you know review sheet which is basically a set of parameters across which the phones are tested uh, any gadget not necessarily phone but mostly phones because mr phone we generally have uh, you know more phones for reviewing so the phones are tested across multiple different parameters and they have a proper uh, you know scoring system as well and they go through a rigorous scoring process so if you look at digit you will still see that scoring system and that is a kind of consistent that exists across uh, you know professional publications like digit and uh, be it pc world uh, and of course mr phone as well uh, sorry digit uh, uh, ntv gadgets or which is galaxy 60 now and uh, mr phone as well so all of these places while you know we're talking about fun factor obviously uh, you know i enjoyed my first job but considering our job itself is fun by default because you know you every all of us are you get to play with new gadgets and you know anywhere that getting these time and you uh, know getting to use them talk, talk about it to a wide set of engaged audience uh, i don't think there is anything that cannot be fun in a job like this because anybody who i tell them that you know this is what i do they're like oh my god this is this is so much fun this sounds like so much fun and I'm, i can't deny that it isn't because it genuinely is a lot of fun so uh, going on with this whole process do you have like a primary phone because most of the people have talked about no say that they had no i don't no i don't have a primary phone so i'm uh, 
So ever since I started reviewing, uh, a lot of people, a lot of reviewers do have a primary phone because they prefer having one phone where they can have their WhatsApp and keep using that over and over again, uh, and not you know, and mostly it's the iPhone or some expensive uh, you know Android flagship. But I prefer not having a primary phone. Whatever phone I'm reviewing becomes my primary phone, and I have a reason for that because if I'm not using it as my primary with with all the things that I use regularly, then I might not be necessarily doing justice to the whole review because I personally feel that uh, you know the way I use the phone is something that has been established over the years and people know about you know what kind of apps i use what kind of games i play uh, all of those things so uh, you know if i keep doing that uh, for the newer phones that come in i can't have a primary phone and say that okay fine some of my applications are offloaded on that like say for example if it's uh, you know digital payments or whatsapp or all of those things i'm very particular about it that you know all my my primary sim will go into whichever phone comes in thankfully earlier it was much more difficult when you didn't have cloud sync and cloud backup now it is of course very very easy you know syncing across android devices uh, and uh, you know i can just quickly pick up a google cloud backup and you know and of course with the penetration of broadband and data and all of that and the amount of uh, you know broadband access available i don't need to worry about constantly downloading apps and you know reinstalling them all of that and the speed is also pretty good so all of that is not an issue so every time a new phone comes in my sim card goes from the previous phone to the new phone and you know I change it and sometimes it happens as soon as you know two or three days also because you, know, you keep reviewing and then you keep moving switching phones as well so I mean, that's all right i mean but but i i prefer doing that all the time i mean I, it, it is a little annoying it can get a little annoying but it is a process that i've gotten used to now so uh, now i don't feel that much of an issue doing it so this applies to other products as well like audio products or like laptops or something no this just hold on for a second okay all right yeah so this specifically um this specifically applies only to you can edit this in between right or am i like this is going to be like a one full stretch no i will be able to edit it Oh, wonderful! Awesome. So, so Ashok, this not uh, this is specifically only for phones because we're talking only about using your uh, SIM card on that, right? I mean, obviously, if you're reviewing, if I'm reviewing an audio product, if I'm reviewing like a a pair of earphones or headphones or whatever it is, obviously, I'm using that as my primary only, right? I mean, the, I can only listen to one audio product at a time, yeah. and there is no SIM card or something going that inside. So, I mean, that becomes my primary at that point of time. So, whatever comes in, so you know, that is the one that I'm listening to constantly. um and when it comes to tv again uh, you know the tv gets changed that's the primary again and when it comes to laptop again you you sort of move that although i don't review too many laptops i mean i've never reviewed a laptop in my life so that's one truth out there but uh, the whole point is that uh, you know this is this is this is how i've uh, how it comes to when i'm using products for reviewing so mostly you just keep on shifting from one smartphone to the other right means continuous change yeah yeah Yes, it's continuously, you know, moving from one smartphone to the other, because uh, I mean, again, like I said, it's I won't be doing justice to the review if I'm not using it as my personal device. I constantly feel that. So, just continuing upon this topic, one last question related to this was that consider you are uh, reviewing something like the S twenty Ultra, right? Okay. Then you move on to something like a seven thousand, eight thousand rupee budget device. So, does that affect mm-hmm. you in a major manner? Oh no, it doesn't. Uh, that's a very good, very, very, very good question. Because 
what happens is that the question is okay fine you've been using flagships all along you're you're using flagship and then you're moving to a budget and you know you you will feel that this is thankfully since we are also reviewing budget phones at the same time it's not like we're not reviewing it before that i would have reviewed some other budget phone i can keep my uh, expectations in check i'm not going to be like okay fine this is much slower and you know it feels like so what i do if i feel that i'm you know there's a bias creeping in you know say for example if i've been using the s20 ultra say i'm right now i'm using the v10 so if i'm moving for the v10 uh, to say something like you know uh, the redmi note 9 pro max and i see that there is a difference in speed or something of that sort and i i become a little critical and say that you know the performance is not up to mark and i go back and i take another phone in that same price category just to check right and you know it's easy to do you just take i'll probably pick up like a realme 6 or a 6 pro and then figure out between the two of them and we're constantly com- comparing devices as you know mr phone we constantly compare devices so uh, you know and most of the times the comparisons come first before the review so for for example we do a camera comparison first before we do the uh, you know review of a full smartphone yeah. primarily because when you're doing comparisons you know exactly where the you know phone stands so say for example if you get the oneplus 8 i'll compare it to the iphone se2 for the cameras and the performance and whatever it is and then go on to do the review and then i'll have a more substantiated view of uh, you know using the product because i have compared it to its immediate competitor the one that you know uh, people will want a comparison of so yeah so uh, that question uh, while very valid it's easy for easy to find a way to sort of bypass that you know inherent bias that could creep in and uh, you know you have to do that as a task like as a as a all of these are cultivated over the years like since i've been reviewing phones for so long i i know how how to keep my expectations in check and in general you'll notice that in the reviews as well we're not very critical of performance when it comes to mid range phones and stuff like that because most of the phones are you know these days if they have a snapdragon uh you know 675 say upper whatever processor i mean they're generally very very powerful i mean very very responsive to the same uh, you know usage so you don't see you you bear, you rarely see a phone that stutters or you know doesn't perform well in the 15000 rupee price category yeah. below that of, of course i mean there could be certain phones that don't do well but yeah, i mean in this price range mid range phones have become very very powerful for daily usage that you never used to be the case before by the way so Uh, but we've seen that through the years so at least we can keep that uh, you know expectations to check so what was the process of joining mr phone like how did you join mr phone uh okay so uh, it's it's a regular process it's an interview process so i used to i was working for 91 at that time and uh, you know mr phone approached me uh, you know you the company the parent company the people over at the parent company utopia approached me and said that uh, they want to build a new platform they already had they already had a few bits and pieces in place like for example shrihari was there he, were, he had already got on the youtube channel to around 10000 subscribers by then and uh, the website was already live with the blog and you know the you know new stories couple of writers in place plus the you know the app was already doing well which is what utopia had actually purchased from the two college kids who actually owned it at that point of time now of course they are the found, co-founders of the uh, you know the entire uh, platform hmm. so uh, so all of that was in place but they needed to un- they needed to move forward in the content space they needed to understand how we can take this forward and become a bigger property so they needed somebody more experienced they asked him they asked me i said okay fine i looked at the team i you know you know spoke to them and figured it out and everything fell in place and i moved on from 91 to this because i'd like taking a risk and this was this is almost like starting something from scratch um, so it was it was a lot of fun doing that with shrihari who is currently with realme right now so just continuing upon this thing this is not a main question kind of thing but still do you guys get exclusive leaks from realme 
uh no no we don't <laughs> we it's a, it's it seems like you know somebody who used to work for us is moved to a different company so you'll get something exclusive from realme uh so to be entirely transparent to uh you know leaks is something that uh, become a leak when they're out in the public domain right yeah so uh so say for example when ishan agarwal puts out a tweet or when uh, you know ben gaskin put out a tweet or you know mukul sharma or all of these guys and i've spoken to quite a few of them as well and i'm in touch with them and uh, you know if you're looking at even last year was one of the most popular leaksters right so when these guys they put up a leak and uh, you know it it goes in the public domain that's when it becomes a leak but trust me it's not like the journalists who are reviewing this product don't have this information beforehand they do of course right i mean we do get and everybody knows about this we do get products beforehand it's called and we are we are made to sign an nda we are made to sign an embargo and now since we are journalists we cannot technically become leakers because we have a moral responsibility of not putting that information out there in the open because we have signed a, a sheet saying that you know we will not reveal any information until the launch is done right that's generally the case most of the times so so if you ask me if i have specific information about realme products or realme services or even realme this thing i have information about all of the companies beforehand most of the companies beforehand not, not all but i cannot talk about them so and i will not talk about them come what may so you can't get that out of me because that would put me out of a job that that would mean that i am not ethical towards what i'm doing so just uh, you talked about this whole embargo stuff and this recently happened that somebody breached the embargo contract on the realme watch yeah so what are your thoughts on this whole situation um see the thing is uh, while embargoes exist brands don't uh, you know enforce them seriously because see eventually it's also a matter of uh, it's also a matter of you know getting that information out there but keeping a level playing field for everybody it is tough it is uh, to be entirely honest it's not right it is uh, it is not right considering that the person who might have leaked the embargo uh, is also part of the same tech community but although i mean it's is he's not functioning as one and uh, maybe not honoring that thing but it's more of an ethics play right i mean ethics is also one more thing it's it's very important to know that it is a very individual sort of subjective thing like uh you have a moral ethic of being in a society where you cannot you're not supposed to steal right you're not supposed to go into someone's house and take something that is not your own right i mean that is a moral responsibility but you can do it it's not like you can't do it you can still do it i mean you do it to become a criminal right so that's the whole point and and the society is a little more stringent about those things and you know makes things those makes those things uh you know particularly you know you go through a poor, if you're caught you go you take it to the court and then you put in jail or whatever it is all of those rules obviously don't exist for the uh, you know in a, in our line of work while the documents sometimes might say that you know if you do something like this you have to pay up or something like that generally they are not enforced they overlooked so sometimes some people might take advantage of that of that thing but morally ethically within yourself you should know that you know ki you should not supposed to do this this is not right um but maybe some creators don't take that seriously uh, it and it ends up being uh, being very very detrimental for the growth prop you know plans of certain other creators and it it ramps on them so it's okay i mean it's a it's a dog eat dog world so you have to understand that people will find ways to move up uh, as fast as they can you just have to figure out where do you stand uh, and if your conscience is entirely clear hmm. 
just a small side question that you talked about this whole embargo situation and that uh, you guys usually receive products before launching right yes that's true something. yes yes that's true so like consider you are using a device in front of your colleagues or related not colleagues because the colleagues will obviously be knowing about this like some mutual friend or something and he accidentally stumbles upon the device and is like hey isn't this a phone that hasn't been launched then what happens <laughs> so yes i mean basically i mean if he knows that information and gives it to himself then that's not a problem but i think your question is like if he knows about it and then he tweets it out or he puts it out in the public domain and then he becomes a leaker now that's to be entirely honest that's a far fetched situation right i mean most people are in and around we don't even care <laughs> like they'll be like oh new phone that's awesome let me take a picture and then i tell them boss listen you're not supposed to put this anywhere they'll be like okay okay, okay we're not going to do this no 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 don't worry about that they will keep very quiet about this and they might not have that following either and you know they're not going to get they know that if they do that once with me they're obviously not going to get access to that once again or you know they're not going to be able to see that product once again so it's not like a thing that they can keep doing and it's not like if they put up one leak say for example for you to become a leakster for ishan agarwal to become so popular or for you know mukul sharma to become so popular they have to keep doing this over and over again now he now say for example uh, you know take a friend of mine who's taken the photo of the new product that has come to me um, we'll just say that it's a meet and it came to me before launch he took a picture he put it out there and he said that this is the meet and nobody knows about this look at this now anybody who sees that they might first question na ki matlab ye how true is that you know who are you what a you know what credibility do you have or he might give it to somebody else right that is the one way that you know you can look at it that he might give it to somebody else say for example he gives it to ishan but he has nothing to gain out of it by giving it to ishan right maybe maybe you know he gets some money out of it or i don't know i'm i'm not i'm not surely in for i'm not uh, 100% sure of if there are commercial involved in leaks but these kind of things now once the the moment something like this happens i can identify that quickly because if it's happened from my end i can identify that quickly and i can cut that into this thing itself so you it doesn't keep going on forward and over and over again so i can use these products out in the open without any worry but i but having said that say for example if we were to uh, when when shri used to review phones and she used to travel by metro from delhi to gurgaon uh, so he i had i had particularly told him that uh, when you take the phone out uh, when you take the phone for review don't take it out in the metro put it inside the bag don't use it in the metro go home and use it right uh, so that's exactly what he did so he would do that he would uh, you know just uh, do a few tests inside the bag itself and then you know uh, be very careful about it and we were very particular about it and the most most respected publications in the world will be very particular about it so because it is quite possible that you know somebody might find out yeah, okay fine this is like you see those leak shots right ye phone mein uh, in the train you you have some one plus employee using a one plus 8 or a one plus 8 yeah so so we are we are very we are very particular about that as well although i mean if it has to happen it will happen yeah i mean you can't really stop it but uh, we are very careful regardless like whatever we can do we can't we can't handle it with kid gloves uh, or we can't be very very particular about it is very difficult right we can't say that oh my god like you know we have to hide it we have to you know hide it from everybody it's, it's not easy i mean it's not it's not going to be easy which is why regardless of all the above everything the brands also know ki inke haath mein phone hai they have phone with them and or whatever whichever device that is they have it with them and uh, you know uh, if it goes out as a leak it will go out as a leak you know by by uh, not not on purpose it will be by mistake or something like that But having said that the leak culture is so open now right that is one thing that we need to discuss as well the leak culture is out there it's out in the open there are brands engaging with leaksters there is it's just it's 
a leak is, is is almost like a new story now it's not like a oh my god a surprise thing now the leaks mattered when say for example when the iphone 4's design was leaked by gizmodo because they found out uh, you know the iphone 4 in a bar uh, and you know they realized that this was the next iphone and then tim cook called the editor at that time and uh, he's currently the editor of wirecutter like i forget his name he called him at that time and he said boss listen you have to pull that otherwise i'm you know revoking access to you guys but they're like no no that's not going to happen we're still doing this so those are the kind of leaks that are like oh my god like you know when when the company is entirely creative uh, like you know secretive and you know it breaks out and that's the kind of story that you love reading but now you know everything about the iphone like months before it launches because china is giving out all the uh, you know it's being made in china and you know like they they're giving out all the uh, schematics and everything and the drawings and the cad designs and everything to on leaks and stuff is made so i mean that's what it is i mean leak culture has become such like it's become news culture now it's just news i mean it's it's out there i mean i have so now that whole and it and, and it's slightly disappointing for somebody like me who's been in the industry for so long or for somebody like you know say for example nimesh dubey or raju pp or you know harish jorlagadda all of these guys are there in the industry for so long i'm obviously not taking all the names but so many of them who've been there in the industry so long for them the leaks would be like oh my god and this phone leaked oh my god this is such a big deal now it's like oh my uh, whatever yeah okay fine we know okay fine the one plus it we know how the one plus z is going to look like we know how it is going to look like uh, and uh, you know it's it's already out there now if it doesn't look like it that would be surprising but it is going to look like that right i mean do what you want so just talking about this leak situation like what are your thoughts on the thing that occurs with google do you think that's intentional or Google screws up. I honestly don't know. I am I am not uh, I am not so sure about if if it's Google intentionally giving out information with their products because their products get leaked like much earlier and you know even the Pixel 4a people have started using it and you know there are camera samples and everything out there. The phone hasn't even launched, so maybe Google doesn't have stringent policies or checks in place for their hardware or maybe maybe it doesn't matter to them so much because the leaks themselves are. pretty useful for their uh, you know promotional this thing because people are talking about it i don't know i mean you can never tell i mean i i think it's it's a case of uh, their their uh, them not being stringent enough i think most of the companies are not very secretive anymore it's very difficult it's a it's a world that's out there everybody is online everybody is digital so i mean especially now so if there is something happening in the factory and you know if somebody gives out that information uh, you you'll know that you know people people will if you become a leakster obviously ishan and mukul and all these guys will probably get like a message from some chinese source saying that okay fine i have this information piece of information you want to put it out there whatever it is so the whole point is that i mean i don't know i mean with google with google it's just unfortunate that it keeps happening over and over again but it is it is what it is i mean it is the truth so uh, the next thing is that i really forgot to ask this this was going to be the second of that's all right no problem but i remember these things but uh, what is your role at mr phone for those uh, tuning in that do not that's know a, that uh, okay so my role at mr phone is uh, you know i am i okay i'm i'm like a i'm like a person who does it all <laughs> like i have to i i have to take care of the team that is there with me um, and the team is an excellent team of young uh, you know daring passionate individuals who love everything about technology and uh, who love uh, 
uh, you know, putting content out on technology. So we have Pratik, we have uh, we have Nitesh, we have Divyansh, and we have Porvishan. You know, we have Rohit. These are the content creators. And of course, my job is also to take a look at uh, you know how the brand is growing, how we're looking at uh, how we're looking at growth for the uh, you know publication, uh, and how we're looking at monetizing, how we're looking at sponsorship, how we're looking at business, all of those things. so with respect to all that tied in with content not necessarily going out and doing sales and marketing but you know whenever sales and marketing needs content help they have to come to you know the mr for editorial team because i also forget one name vishal uh, who's 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 been really really instrumental in growing mr phone on social on 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 website and on platform on youtube as well so yeah i mean so uh, so my role is generally obviously that but my primary role and that is why you know when people ask me why am i not doing more videos this is my answer to them i just don't have videos to have tons of other things that i have to take care of and it becomes really difficult but my primary role even today and you know going forward as well i hope that it continues to be that way is to make videos for you know consumers like you who like watching our videos and who who are also critical of it so i really i, I really appreciate that honestly and uh, uh, you know the kind of engaging audience that we have is something that we we absolutely love and we build over the years with so much love and affection and uh, you know we we get so much uh, love and brickbats both i mean love and you know critical feedback both on a regular basis for us to improve keep improving we take all of those feedbacks uh, go back uh, introspect on what the kind of content that you guys people would like and the kind of content that we make so eventually my first major primary goal is to make you know content for users that is helpful in them making a buying decision because it's your uh, you know money that you want to spend at the right place so that you get a product that keeps you happy uh, you know moving forward also also we, we have to understand that there are different kind of audiences there are different kind of people buying different kinds of phones so we have to keep all of that into factor as well for example the honor 9x pro right i mean it's getting a lot of flack online for not having gms and everything but there are people who could be interested in the phone yeah. so we have to talk about that as well we cannot possibly just say that you know because to be entirely honest there is no bad phone out there in the market today uh, except for i mean of course there there are a couple i mean <laughs> i don't want to take names but there are very few bad, bad products out there like it's rare that i've come across a bad product in the past 2 years uh because the kind of uh you know machine line production that is happening it's also it's it's also improving across, along with the production itself right earlier it was people trying to find out how how they should you know make a full screen display so there were big big notches now when when all those notches are gone and you have tiny tiny you know punch hole displays in it's like 8000 rupees 10000 rupees then you're like what that's how products have become right i mean how can you even complain about them so that's my whole point so the complaint culture is also by the way becoming a little toxic and uh, you know we we all know about it everybody keeps complaining like you know oh my god this is bad in the product the pricing is wrong this is wrong that without realizing that we have it the best in the world like you know we have the best products and the best prices in the world like for example when the OnePlus 8 and the 8 Pro came out and the prices came out people were shocked at you know the indian prices and the us media was reporting about how it was cheaper in india and you know there was there were quite a few uh, you know us audience that watched that content who were disappointed with the pricing they were like oh my god you guys have it so cheap so i mean we do get the good end of the deal yeah, i mean more on most of the occasions because also let's remember that it's not, in, in india we have a larger audience consuming this kind of technology we have we have geo penetrating so deeply that you know it's is from every class of people uh you know using every kind of product right i mean even 
even somebody uh, who uh, you know everybody just anybody who's doing any profession could need something even like a trolley wala says for them that 1800 rupee uh, redmi earbuds as would be like the best purchase ever primarily because they they couldn't think of something at that price they 2000 rupee ka hum earphones khareed ear earphones khareedne ka sochte the and now we have like a trolley wala earphones why not let's go and figure that out right? yeah. and obviously you need those earphones and products and everything because now the Uh, phones are selling in such big numbers, and you need the accessory ecosystem also to go. So, I mean, uh, yeah, I mean, so that's that's the whole part. So, talking about this accessory thing, like this is a question by whoever uh, had joined uh, Mr. Phone. Was there this uh, thing that you guys were going to focus on audio products more because your audio product uh, reviews are the best, and you guys are actual audio files. So. Uh, With respect to audio products, right? I mean, it also so reviewing audio is also not very easy, to be entirely honest. Uh, and uh, if you guys have seen, yeah. I don't know if uh, people must have uh, noticed that tweet by Crazy Frog where he said that you know there are people out there who are just reviewing audio product by saying sound is good, sound is nice. <laughs> so uh, I mean, that's that's obviously not helping the end consumer much. I mean, you're not you're not giving a little bit more flavor on what exactly the sound signature is. Like. The sound signature is what. what is the tuning done by the engineer behind the board uh, you know with the kind of drivers that he has on hand like that is the most important thing what is the kind of tuning that you get uh, do you get a bass forward sound do you get a low do you get a treble forward sound do you get do you get a airy sound do you get something that is open and that is that is uh, that gives you a wide uh, you know sound signature uh, sound stage all of those things matter a lot and these terms are something that you have to learn just like how you learn you know camera terms Like ISO, what is it? Yeah, you know, megapixels, what is it? Yeah, sensor size, what is it? Since you, since people are uh, you know putting interest in that, they should also put interest in the sound quality because that matters at the end. Then you realize what kind of sound quality you prefer, right? I mean, obviously, a lot of the people out here in India prefer the bass, uh, you know, sound signature. But there are quite a few out there who don't genuinely like the bass sound signature. For example, because of the kind of music that they listen to, there are quite a few people who listen to classical music. They listen to jazz. They listen to uh, they listen to Carnatic. They listen to Hindustani. those guys want want a clear sound of the tabla which is the mid bass mid uh, mid response they want clear vocals which is again the mids uh, some people want like like a good treble so if so so uh, you know it wasn't it wasn't like a conscious decision saying that you know we are going to be reviewing more audio products and we are going to be becoming experts around no i love reviewing audio products as a person as an individual and uh, you know i i learned about it when i started working for pc world again you know at, at pc world i got a pair of earphones and i wanted to review them and i read a few reviews at that time and i was like okay now i'm learning all these new terms let me figure out what it is and i went to listening sessions i sat with audio files i tried to figure out what exactly you need to listen to what what are you trying to find out what is what is a uh, you know what is what is a frequency chart what is what is imaging what is sound signature what is what is sound staging all of those things i sat and learned down so that i can learn it and disseminate it to people like you guys who are watching the videos and can figure out you know what kind of audio that you like so that you make and you make the purchase it doesn't mean that you have to go and you know take those earphones on and put them on to understand what kind of sound signature you you like because you will get that uh, from you know what we are saying so the whole point is that since both pratik and i actually pratik is also a big audio file uh because you know he when he when we used to work together at 90 onwise actually and when we were working together at that time when the audio products came in he was interested in reviewing them as well so i taught him i sat and i sat down and you know we had a long discussion about about how to review audio products and then we sort of had listening sessions as well we would take the same songs listen to them and i would ask him to identify and highlight certain points uh where you would where you would see 
jumps in uh, you know these whatever it is so the whole point is that we love reviewing audio products which is why we also review audio products on mr phone and and audio is is such that it is intrinsically linked to smartphones right i mean if you have a smartphone you have a pair of earphones slash you know uh, bluetooth speakers slash something with you guys right so so we thought that okay fine we need to review this we need to put it out there and people are interested in these audio reviews it's not like people are not initially they weren't and also there is one more point that i have to make is that we don't review every single audio product out there we have tons of audio products that come in to us but we don't review it on the uh, youtube channel we do have a lot of reviews on the website so anybody who wants to read more about uh, you know uh, uh, different kinds of audio products that i have reviewed then please go to the website and check it out so that is also very important to see that you know it's it, it's actually impossible for us to make videos about all the products that come in it's very difficult so yeah so the whole point is that yeah i mean we love reviewing audio products that's why we put it out there and that is possibly the reason why we're getting so much love from people as well So the next thing is that what are your thoughts on gaming centric devices? Uh, you mean gaming phones or gaming laptops or specifically gaming phones? Okay. Gaming phones. Um, it's I mean game. So with okay, with how much ever we want to try to, uh, how much ever we are trying to hide this, uh, you know from uh, you know how much ever I I don't particularly like PUBG. Uh, PUBG is a thing that has become so popular. It's it's. it's penetrated so deep into the indian audience that uh, gaming as as a culture that never used to exist beyond uh, a certain set of a niche of people like which included me of course uh, who were buying these consoles or making pc ga- uh, you know pc hardware which is powerful enough to run uh, games like crisis and all of those things uh, it never penetrated because you know people weren't playing playing uh, people were playing only casual games on their phone so games like these never penetrated to that extent and now with pubg and all of this and the amount of gaming that is happening it makes absolute sense for gaming phones to exist right i mean uh, why would it why shouldn't they exist uh, because uh, because these gaming phones are uh, also giving you a competitive advantage and a lot of people are playing competitive games as well so so for them buying something like the asus rog phone 2 or or even an iphone because you know generally pubg plays really well on an iphone uh is actually an investment that they want to make yeah. uh, in 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 what they're doing and there's also good money to be won across these sporting events vivo sponsors quite a few of them oppo sponsors quite a few of them asus sponsors quite a few of them so there are there are kids who are interested in world in this and if you're looking at gaming creators like karaminati or if you're looking at tanmay but and all of these guys and mortal and all of these guys mortal dynamo these guys are big right i mean look at the kind of following that they have they have like 6 million 10 million 40 million it's like millions that they're talking about so yeah i mean uh, when it is so popular why not why not have uh, dedicated uh, uh, gaming uh, devices but like i understand what you try to mean there right? because that is something that will aid in those people's like that particular niche but does that make sense as like a niche because we see that usually a person does not play smartphones very much right and like some content creators will state that gaming phones are good for gaming only the cameras are not great the display is in that great there's a high refresh rate factor is just added in and things like that sorry uh, i didn't get the question the question is that 
yeah the question is that like we see that gaming phones according to you is important right because people okay, like so to game. your question is do they need to exist obviously see the thing is it's a business sense as well right i mean you're, you're talking about something that they can make a mark upon they get, you know companies can make some money out of it so obviously even if it's for a niche even if it's for a niche that they're making it makes sense i mean it doesn't mean that see for example in the world of audiophilia right i mean uh, there are there are uh, special cables special 3.5 mm cables okay you i think the audience who's listening to you would know what a 3.5 mm cable is now there are special 3.5 mm cables which uh, help you connect your uh, uh, your audio system to your you know sort of speakers to uh, an amplifier and a you know digital audio converter that cost lakh lakhs of rupees yeah i'm not kidding yeah yeah so those things there. just the wire cost lakhs of rupees just that single wire there are people who buy that just because it has better attenuation and it does, there is a lot of engineering that goes behind it there are people who buy that because there is an audience for it there is when the audience exists there will be products that exist in that space you cannot say that you you cannot question that gaming phones will exist if 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 companies have realized that there is an audience there is a captive audience ready to buy that which never existed before then why not obviously then the gaming phones will exist i mean they will have to exist you cannot question saying that okay if i know oh my god you know you can play those games very well on a on a flagship phone but you're not going to get air triggers you're not going to get you're not going to get a couple of other things that you need uh, you're not going to get uh, uh, liquid cooling or some stuff like that so those things are important and for gamers those things are important you're not going to get those cool lighting things that happen on the ROG phone too i mean yeah i mean so why why not cater to the audience when there is an audience that exists so means they are meant if there is an audience yeah there, it's not there should be a device if the company needs a feel the need for a device to exist in that space why not yeah so just a question related to small question means it's not a big question that we see like there are some gaming centric uh, brands right like nubia is there asus is there but do you think that will trickle down to conventional smartphones like smartphone manufacturers like samsung or something like see i i think that the the last time i saw a, a big brand make a gaming phone it was the engage with nokia and uh, and game specific phones i think i don't think i i'm not so sure but samsung might could have made a gaming specific phone i'm not so sure about it though apple's never made one um uh, uh, i don't think lg's ever made one and lg is not a mainstream player anymore anyway uh shami has a shami has a gaming uh, yeah. you know the subsidiary uh, in uh, globally yeah, i mean globally and uh, uh realme might just come out with a gaming phone soon so so it's it's not like mainstream manufacturers won't make it it's just that if if they feel the yeah 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 so we were and... talking about gaming centric devices right see i was saying that if there is uh, there is not a market big enough for apple and samsung and viable enough for, and it doesn't make business sense to them i don't see mainstream manufacturers making gaming specific phones they might just add some gaming specific features to their phones like oneplus does with uh, you know their fanatic mode and all that so yeah, i mean basically that so coming to the last question is that what are your thoughts on overcrowding in the smartphone market oh, by overcrowding you mean when realme makes 10 15 phones in the same price range Yeah, yeah. Or when, or when Samsung makes like so many of them. Yeah. Um, 
my th- it is confusing for the users it is con- confusing for us as well like i had such a tough time trying to figure out why the realme fa- oh my god i completely forget the name of the phone now <laughs> that's how bad it is what is the phone that they launched before the realme 6 the realme 5i right 5i 5i 5s i think india mein 5i launch hua tha na 5i if i'm not mistaken yeah, or was it the 5s ha 5i i i think i reviewed the i think i did a first impression piece on the 5i and yeah. my question my question was why does it need to exist right i mean so again it is it is so uh, confused for example even even the realme buds are new right i mean um it's just a it's just a tweak of the buds air and it's called buds air new of course i mean they thankfully it's not uh, it could just have been like buds air low end variant or you know it, just, it could just have been buds air but you know cheaper one or whatever buds air s or something like that but it's buds air new that's what they call it uh similarly in smartphones as well it's just like earlier there used to be these phones which which would come as queues uh, but they would not necessarily be a different phone altogether uh for example uh you know when there was the samsung galaxy uh, s5 there was also samsung galaxy s5 active which was for rugged users and all of that so 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 that that still makes sense it's in the same line of products but just a little bit of differentiation that happens over there but yeah i mean uh, yeah it doesn't make sense to have so many products crowding that uh, you know crowding the same price range because it gets confusing for buyers and eventually it also gets uh, overturned into a different device or you know quickly replaced in the next couple of months or three months into and you suddenly feel that your phone is already older especially that mid range segment right 120000 rupees so uh, yeah i mean it's not necessarily um, a good healthy trend but it is what it is there is still a, a you know if there is a demand then there is a supply basically that's that's what's happening everybody wants a piece of the pie they want the piece of the bigger pie and they want to sell phones and you never know which other phone which phone will take off right i mean uh, vivo is in the second spot right now uh, who would have ever thought that i mean there is so much uh, you know the the gentle tech audience who knows about uh, who's very knowledgeable generally doesn't like vivo phones because uh their their socs are not very uh, powerful in the pricing that they operate in but they sell a lot of phones because the offline market they you know they look at these features they look at the other features like the cameras and everything because they don't care much about the soc they look at the battery the camera and the design and all of that and they get really enamored by it and it's not necessarily wrong it's not a bad phone per se it's just that it's not a it's not a powerful phone soc centric phone right i think not every phone will, is going to be soc centric Yeah. which is one thing that we need to be sure of. we need to understand that you know we might be talking in our own bubble like the tech community might be talking in our own bubble but there are tons of thousands of different people out there who don't even watch our videos or you know watch the conversation that's happening on twitter so yeah, i mean uh, basically that uh, the point is that uh, of course there's a lot of skews it is confusing for the market but there is a demand there is a demand and an audience and uh, and that that's why these phones exist yeah means they means they required but this continuous change should not happen sorry means do you think that this whole like realme will do two events in a month is that overkill I, like like i'm saying it it feels like overkill for sure i mean um, it is definitely overkill from the audience perspective or from the people who are covering covering it perspective from like you or me for us it's overkill but not necessarily for the brand because 
they keep they keep engaging then they keep uh, having their their name out in the news so and people are constantly uh, reading about realme phones or xiaomi phones or samsung phones yeah so then they if for them it's a good thing right i mean uh, people are talking about it constantly we are constantly talking about realme or xiaomi or you know one of these brands every day there is some chatter happening so the brand relevance keep keeps happening and and that's not possibly the reason why they're releasing the phones in the first, first place they're releasing the phones so that they can sell and and if the chatter is happening and if people are talking about it those phones will sell sell right so that's the whole point so i mean while we might feel that it is overkill and i do if you're asking me personally i do feel that it is overkill but i'm not necessarily the authority on that thing <laughs> so um that was all for this interview but before i end this any message that you would like to give to the audience related to mr phone or something like that oh nothing just uh i mean uh, you know thanks for having me first of all uh, yep. i'm glad that you decided to have a chat with me and uh, i'm i decided to do this it's it was fun with good questions as well and i could answer quite a few of them uh, easily and candidly it was good fun and uh, like i said mr phone we uh, we want to make uh, you know content for our audience uh, we love uh, you know creating great content for the masses out there especially with, with respect to technology and we are also doing a lot of and we are coming up with a lot of new cool things in the future as well so keep tuning in uh, i don't want to tell you guys anything right now because when it happens it will not have that kind of impact so there's no mr phone leaks right now <laughs> but uh, we're we're doing some really cool things in the future as well and uh, some very very big ideas that we're working on so i would suggest that you do go and follow us if you're not subscribed to our channel yet first go and watch a video if you like the video then subscribe to the channel because if you don't like the content then it's pointless and uh, if you and if you haven't uh, uh, and if you want you can subscribe to us uh, or you can you know follow us on twitter and uh, instagram and tiktok where we are very active uh, for uh, you know the kind of content that goes up as well uh, so yeah so that's 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 about what i want to say thanks so much lok so all the links will be down in the show notes below guys do check it out and their amazing quality is great so you guys can go and subscribe to their channel if you like it so that's all for this episode guys thanks for joining ishad it was great talking to you thank you so much yeah and- See you soon on Twitter. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.